When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're thankful for the reasons it's the best part of the fall. The crossover of seasons, football and basketball. Thank you very much for giving. Boom, the boys are back. And as the leaves continue to change, so do our intro. Shout out to Ema Elvis for that one, running it back for a second straight year. I, I mean, I feel like a radio DJ with all the great uh, intro songs that we have here at Bosco's Boys. Um, pumped that we made it through Halloween, at least assuming so. Uh, recording this before the trick-or-treaters start coming. Chauncey's least favorite day of the year, but hey, that's all right. Um, all right, uh, we'll get into it. Guys, it's a massive game. I'm nervous. I'm not excited. Um, I, I'm nervous. It's just nerve-wracking, um, the, the build-up for this game. And uh, look, I... I I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I have stuff written down. I, I know the stuff that I'm going to say, but I, I have no clue what's going to happen on Saturday. Uh, it's a massive game. Um, look, I, I'm just going to say I'm. I'm glad it's Chris Kleiman and that coaching staff and those players, uh, and not me, because my nerves would 100% get the best of me. I guess that's why I'm not a high level college athlete, despite well, I mean, outside of just being 31 short and out of shape uh, but I don't have the stomach for it I'm going to continue to be a fan before we get into it here's uh, a little bit of news I've written down uh, if you're listening to this early on November 1st uh, in the afternoon I don't have an exact time but it's being widely reported so I feel okay telling you guys the Big 12 is going to drop the opponent matrix for the next four years we're going to find out today as you guys are listening 
Um, the format of the Big 12 scheduling for a 16-team format, they're only doing four years. Um, I was told it was either going to be four, eight, or ten years uh, that they're going to announce only four years. Um, I don't I don't have the format for you guys. Um, I know it's nine games, and I know K-State will be playing KU. Um, there was a fight uh, between administrators. Uh, some wanted eight. Some wanted nine. Luckily, nine won out. And how they were going to format those nine games, the last I heard was the only guarantee was there was going to be a minimum of one protected game for in-state schools. So Arizona, Arizona State were going to play each other. BYU, Utah were going to play each other. K-State and KU were going to play each other. And at least one game amongst the Texas schools were going to be protected for all of them. Um, where it goes after that, I have no idea. Um, is it going to look like the Big Tens uh, did before they threw that all out the window and added Oregon and Washington? Um, is it going to be a three and six model? Is it going to be a two and seven? Is it only going to be one and eight? We're going to find out soon enough. I sure hope it's three and six. It, it makes it the easiest. It makes it uh, as uniform as you're going to get in a 16 team conference. Uh, for that, you protect three games every year. You're playing those schools every single year. And then you'll play everyone else at least twice in this four-year cycle. That's what I want. And, and then, again, it allows K-State to protect KU, presumptively Iowa State, and presumptively one of Oklahoma State and Colorado. Um, but I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. Regardless, I'm going to be excited for it. Um, I'm probably going to be going on with 1012 Network uh to talk about it with Philip Slavin. Uh, so you won't hear anything immediately on this show um, because we're going to be talking about K-State versus Emporia State tomorrow night. Um, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited. Regardless of what it is, I'm excited. I'm kind of a nerd for this type of stuff. Um, some non-football stuff real quick. Aaliyah Carter won Big 12 Player of the Week for Volleyball and Anya Clinton won the rookie of so props and kudos to them again they have a friday saturday doubleheader with the university of kansas volleyball hawks in lawrence so if you're in the area get over uh, support the volleyball team trying to take some matches away from ku as they are uh, firmly on the bubble with the, with those wins over byu their rpi is now in the 50s uh, so they're on the bubble folks uh, jason mansfield really trying to get into the tournament his first season and then uh, the last thing, we, we got two football recu- uh, recruits I'll talk uh, about here in a second. But um, as most of you know at this point, Naquan Tomlin indefinitely suspended. Um, I'm not going to speculate about what happened in the Aggieville uh, incident at Tubby's uh, that led to his arrest uh, in the early hours of Sunday. Um, because that's all they are. There's speculation. There's rumors. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that. If it all comes out, then then we'll have the conversation if we need to. Um, but I, it's not great. Um, I think there's a better chance we do not see Naquan Tomlin this year than say he's back for USC. I don't I don't see that. Um, he Jerome Tank confirmed he was away from the program uh, for about a month. Uh, you know, the month of. Uh, or from about mid-September up until uh, recently. Sounds like he was just getting back 
uh, with the team was going to be able to practice and was maybe even going to play versus Emporia State on Wednesday. Then the incident in Aggieville happened. Um, as the facts come out, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, and even when they do, Jerome Tang said, hey, there's a lot of stuff Naquan Tomlin would have to do if he wants to rejoin the team. Um, definitely lowers the ceiling on this team. Definitely a gut punch, but I applaud Jerome Tang for handling this the way I think uh, uh, you know we would want someone to handle uh, a situation like this. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what facts come out, and we'll talk about it uh, when they do if we need to. Um, but we're, we're not we're not going to peddle in uh, rumors and stuff at, at, at this magnitude. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that. K-State football recruiting had a big week. Jacques Spradley Demps flips from North Texas to K-State. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit uh, during the Q&A episode, but Virginia and TCU were really gunning after him uh, as well. Uh, he's had a great senior season down in Texas. A uh, very dangerous slot wide receiver. He's six foot one, or at least that's what all his uh, uh, profiles say on all the recruiting services. Uh, really good with the ball in his hands. Uh, jet sweep game, uh, you know, stuff as a screen uh, receiver, uh, short guy, get the uh, short routes, get the ball in his hands, and let him make some magic. And I think that's going to fit in great with uh, the offense. I uh, was clocked this summer running a four four five. 40-yard dash, so he's a quick guy, fast guy, so uh, that's a great recruiting win. And then what might be the biggest recruiting win, Navarro Shunky. Uh, he's rated as the number one prospect in South Dakota, a top 20 interior offensive lineman, and a four-star by 247 Sports, uh, and he's actually going to be a walk-on. So he has the ability to get a full tuition scholarship with his Native American heritage, I would imagine some other scholarships because uh, it sounds like he's a good student and then also possible NIL stuff in the future to make up the cost of living stuff, you know, getting the apartment and chart on books and all the other benefits of a scholarship athlete uh, that won't be covered by his academic scholarships. Um, but look, I this is, this is a massive get and... He is a guy who had full-ride scholarship offers from Nebraska. They wanted him. KU wanted him. Tennessee and Auburn offered him. And there are all sorts of other folks. And then he could have gone anywhere he wanted to actually be a wrestler as well. Um, He's a three-time state champion in South Dakota as a heavyweight. And then as an eighth grader, he won the under-220 weight class state championship as an eighth grader. He went on to win a national championship at the high at his age group uh, as a heavyweight last uh, winter, I believe, or spring, spring or winter. Um, this guy is a miraculous athlete. He showed up on the top fifty of the two four seven sports freaks list. Uh, this guy is the real deal, and the fact that we're able to get him to walk on at least initially. Um, we'll see if he ever does get put on scholarship. I bet before he leaves K State, he does. If nothing more, is just kind of a status thing. Um, but he wanted to be at K-State. He wanted to play for Connor Riley. He wanted to play for Coach Kleiman. Uh, Taylor Bratt did a ton of legwork to get this one done as well. And, and folks, I, I, this says so much about the culture and the program that Chris Kleiman's building that he's able to get a four-star to walk on 
um, and, and kind of have to go on a creative route to come to K-State because we, we've said a million times, this is going to be a small recruiting class. Uh, and, and they're holding that final offensive line spot for Grant Bricks, who's a five-star picking between K-State, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. And this kid wanted to be part of what is being built at K-State, and uh, he, he's willing to go a creative way to make it happen. So good work on the entire staff getting this one done. Before we talk about the Chris Kleiman press conference, how about three cheers for our friends over at Manhattan Brewing Company. Folks, their Werewolf Double IPA is back on tap, and I had this last year. Folks, you need to get in there and try it. Whether you're getting down there tonight to see K-State take on Emporia State in an exhibition game, or if you're going to be in the happiest place in America to watch K-State Texas, head over there, get a couple pints, get a couple four-packs, get a couple crowlers to go, and share the love. Preach the good word of Manhattan Brewing Company. I've also had a couple people send me uh, the pictures of the not-so-secret Bosco's Boys stickers inside Manhattan Brewing Company. If you want some Bosco's Boys stickers of your own, send me a DM with the not-so-secret pictures of the Bosco's Boys stickers in Manhattan Brewing Company. That sounded like a really like a rejected Dr. Seuss rhyme. Um, but also talk to your local liquor store. Tell them you want Manhattan Brewing Company in your liquor store. All right, getting into it, tons of praise throughout this entire press conference for Texas. Um, I think we all know this is going to be the toughest opponent K-State's played so far this year. Uh, Chris Kleiman opened up the press conference saying Texas is playing very well at a very high level. They play aggressive up front and has lots of great skill players, and their special teams really jump out at you. Great in coverage, great returners, big challenge in all three phases. But our guys are confident, and we're getting better in-house in all three uh, phases. Really emphasize this is something that K-State's going to have to exploit. Talked about how it was a it was a big thing for them to improve their red zone offense this year and said that, hey, you know, it's gotten better. One of the best red zone uh, offenses in the country. And he said, hey, we went 5 of 5 on red zone visits uh, last week on touchdowns. Anyone who's listened to me knows how much I have harped on that this the entire time I've been doing this show. Um, I love the fact that once we're getting to the red zone, we are capitalizing, and that is absolutely huge. Um, he said this is the best Texas team he's seen since his time here at K-State. He says they have no weaknesses, and they're playing with a ton of confidence. I mean, I wish he was wrong. I wish he was wrong, um, but but I think he's correct. I, I, I think that Texas doesn't have a glaring weakness, and they are playing with a ton of confidence. Um, talked about how it's going to be a huge challenge on each side of the ball when you talk about the trenches and winning that physical battle up front. And again, this is going to be, we, we talked about it in the Missouri game, and saying, hey, we will not see a defensive front like this until we play Texas. Well, here it is. They are ter- just ferocious. Um, their defensive front, and they have a great offensive line as well. So it is going to be important to get our big guys really rolling, making a difference. Um, capitalizing when we get our shots because it's not going to come easy. Uh, when talking about trying to get the running game going and get the offense going against what is such a good Texas team, he says, hey, we're not going to do any gimmicks. Uh, that's not us. Now, we've done a couple trick plays this year. 
I'm hoping, I'm hoping Chris Kleiman's doing a little psyop here and he, he's trying to, you know, just, you know, talk a big game because I wouldn't mind seeing a couple trick plays. I wouldn't mind seeing some misdirection, some, hey, look over here at the left side and then boom, pop you with the right. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I would like it if Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein pulled a couple rabbits out of the hat for big plays. Um, but we'll see. Just something to keep an eye on. Um, said, hey, on third down, we've been so good the last couple weeks, we're not going to be able to turn around and go 3 of 13 on Saturday and win the game. Uh, totally agree. Uh, when asked about Avery and his impact on Will, uh, he, he deflected a little bit and just really talked about how Avery has developed over this year and how that's going to help him down the road. But he did say, hey, it's good to have someone for Will to b- bounce stuff off of. Um Again, Chris Kleiman, he, he's getting good uh, deflecting and, and changing answers and giving answers to questions that weren't even asked. He was, you know, I, I don't know who asked the question, but they were looking to hear, yeah, oh, yeah, he, he's really pushed pushed Will. Uh, that was not the route Chris Kleiman wanted to go. Uh, a lot of praise for Taylor Portier uh, talking about how he's finally confident that he's going to be okay, talking movement and communication communication wise he's making big strides also he struggled a little bit to maintain the weight that he needs to be at to play but he said that between him and Duffy being able to rotate with Panzer and Willis that has been a big time plus uh also just said straight up we're not going to be able to make Texas one dimensional so we're going to have to manage their running game and can't give up the big shot plays uh in the passing game and eliminate the explosive runs uh, so what that's signaling to me, if he's telling the truth, if we're taking him at uh, face value, I think we're going to see a lot of bend but don't break. And quite honestly, I think that is a, I think that's a good call. I, I think that that is a good decision. Uh, but we'll see. Um, moving in, he, he was talking about the defensive staff and, and, and the different strategies they've put together this year. He said that the defensive staff has done a great job not giving anyone the same picture, you know, another another uh, coach climbing phrase that he loves instead of saying, hey, you know, it's the same picture instead of the same look, uh, but saying that they've done a great job disguising blitzes, changing alignments, and not tipping off what they're going to be doing based on that picture that they're giving and one of the big pluses for this defense. Um, he also said that, hey, since we've been able to be so dominant over the last two games, it has allowed – for the uh, defense to keep guys fresh, specifically talked about Desmond Purnell, Austin Moore uh, in that. Um, I like hearing that. Again, they, they have rotated a lot. They've rotated a ton on the defensive line all season as well. Not as much uh, in the secondary outside of the three cornerback rotation. Uh, but but linebackers and the defensive line, that's really where you need to focus that rotation on. And, uh, you know, when you're able to blow teams out, that's what you like to see. And, and, and honestly, I, I've been fine with the amount of rotation uh, in conference play. Again, it always seems like a lot during the non-con, but they've settled in. They know, you know, the 15 guys they want to be rolling with for the majority of the defensive snaps. Uh, the, uh, on offense, the, the big strain on the offensive line is going to be holding blocks and getting up to the second level. 
talked about how Texas does a great job of block destruction and knowing their fits. Again, that is where we ran into issues, you know, versus Missouri. That's where we ran into issues versus Oklahoma State, where you weren't able to pull uh, Gillum and BB and have those guys get up on linebackers, get them up on the secondary. Um, if you're not able to do that, that really does put a cap on the line. Winning that first step is going to be huge um, throughout this entire game. Um, <laughs> this was a fun one. So he, he was asked about Malik Murphy. And uh, if only having one, you, you wish he could have more than one. And then there was a ton of praise for the Texas quarterback. Where he said even with that one game of uh, or one game of film, you can tell he can make any throw, and he's super patient in the pocket, which makes him dangerous. Uh, so really, that that leads me to think you really need to get to him uh, to to cause a little bit of a little bit of a headache for the redshirt freshman. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, well, so so again, K State's gone up against some of the best running backs in the entire nation. Uh, the Big 12 really is the conference of running backs. Uh, I love DJ, but, but but when you look at the stats, it's like, oh, man, what, where even is DJ? Um, you, you, know, you know that the conference is stacked. Uh, but he said every running back is different, and when you look at Texas, sometimes it's scheme, sometimes it's the players that make things different. Uh, but Texas is similar to the coaching staff because they run similar stuff to K-State. It's not just zone scheme. It's not just gap scheme. And they do a lot of motion to kind of test the backers and the safeties and keep their eyes moving. He also said where we got hurt a ton last year where they tried to sell out to stop the run is they got beat on bubble screens and smoke screens out uh, to the boundary. So Texas used that as an extension of their running game. Uh, And, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they uh, th- that's something that's that's beat K State a few times. It wasn't just last year. Um, so buckle up. I, I, I'm betting that is going to be heavily featured by Texas. Uh, talking about going back to that Stillwater game, he said that the backs for the entire program were against the wall, and the players challenged each other, and the coaches challenged each other. And said, "Hey, we're better. We need to improve." Uh, get the edge back, and, and he says everyone's responded. Everyone in the building's responded, and, and I think everyone could agree with it. He said when they went down in the third quarter versus, versus Texas Tech and then blew the doors off from that moment on, he says that you know the belief and the growth was all there. Final thing that I took away from it, a lot of praise for uh, Kobe Savage and says that he has high expectations for himself, and he has played well the last few weeks, but the best football he will play this season is in front of him. And said that he loves the chip on the shoulder Kobe has when he plays versus Texas schools. He said, when you're playing the game of football, you better have a chip on your shoulder and better play with an edge. For player availability, we had Will Howard, Hayden Gillum, Garrett Oakley, and Austin Moore. Uh, not a ton from the guys. Will Howard uh, said that, hey, yeah, there is some added juice uh, because Texas is one of the most uh, talented teams in the nation. It's been a while since they beat them. Said no one on the team has beat them. Um, went in, went on and on about how much of a challenge is. He said, hey, they're definitely the toughest game on the schedule. Um, and because of that, there's been no seduction of success. I love it when the uh, players work in what I'm sure are some of those 
key words and some of those speeches that the coaches give early in the season. Um, when when talking about Texas's scheme, he called it vanilla, which I was like, oh, I hope that doesn't get back to Texas's uh, defense. But he said, hey, they know exactly what they're going to do, and they have great athletes. And they say, hey, if you if you're going to beat us, you have to beat us. Uh, and they do well, and they have phenomenal players doing it. So he recovered well. I still don't like him, you know, whether he's telling the truth or not. I don't like anyone calling anything vanilla versus the opponent. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm really hoping for Will's sake and for K-State's that Will is able to have a big game. Um, you know, we'll see if the wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs can help him out. Uh, with the offensive line, um, Hayden Gillum asked about going to Texas, playing from close to 100,000 folks. He said, it doesn't matter where you go on the road in the Big 12, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, three to four weeks ago, they had to focus on keeping out the negative outside noise. Now, you got to stay neutral. You can't be listening to everyone saying, hey, you're the best offensive line around. Uh, and then he said, hey, the biggest challenge they're going to have is the athletic ability from Texas's offensive line. I think that's a good point. They have NFL guys at all three levels, uh, and that defensive front is the best we're going to see. Fun antidote, not, nothing really much from Garrett Oakley, but fun antidote is he said that first uh, touchdown feeling was great, and originally that was supposed to be Will Swanson, but Will Swanson switched plays with him uh, because he knew, hey, this could be a touchdown play, and uh, Will Swanson really gave a good block to help get him in. So the selflessness on this team uh, is something else. And then Austin Moore, uh, not, not a ton, but the, the one one piece I took away from his three to five minutes was uh, when you're playing Texas, you can't key in on just one player like you can sometimes versus other teams. I thought that was interesting that he said it, how he phrased it like that. Very true. Again, um, Texas has like six or seven guys who can beat you uh, truly taking a game over on offense. So uh, I hope they're up for the task. Uh, let's get into kind of the uh, narratives, the storylines uh, that I'll be looking for. And then also, uh, I'm going to pretend like I know some X's and O's as well. Before we do, how about Charlie Hustle? Let's give them a shout out. As the temperatures are dropping low, you need to stay warm. But don't sacrifice comfort or style when you're cheering on the cats or when you're trying to look good around the region, head over to charliehustle.com today. Vintage made fresh. Get yourself a comfortable and stylish crew neck sweatshirt. Get yourself a new hoodie. Hey, those jackets are selling like crazy. You better buy one before they're all gone. And then again, they got some awesome joggers as well. I'm watching the game back home. I'm not going down to Austin. I'll be rocking my K-State beef t-shirt underneath one of my Charlie Hustle crew necks. And I'll be wearing my Charlie Hustle joggers as well as I nervously pace throughout my entire house from the moment I wake up at 5 a.m. until that game is done. But at least I'm going to be looking good, feeling good, and cheering good as I'm rocking Charlie Hustle. Get over to the Bosco's Boys Twitter account because guess what? Through their partnership with the 1012 Network, we're giving away another shirt this week. If you're an early morning listener, okay, you're going to have to wait until about noon. But get over there because we're going to be giving away another t-shirt this week because K-State Texas is the game of the week. Uh, This is a massive one. We all know it. 
Uh, Kelly Ford on Twitter does the conference championship game leverage graphic every week. And by his numbers, if K-State wins on Saturday, they have a 77% chance of getting to Arlington. If we lose, it falls to 28. We're currently sitting at about 48%. I mean, folks, this isn't this isn't a semifinal game, but it really is kind of almost a de facto semifinal um, because Texas goes, they're, I think they're currently sitting in the high 60s. They go up to 80. If they lose, they drop down to the 20s. Same with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Really, folks, the winner of these two games set themselves up to definitely be in the driver's seat for Arlington. Um, that was the goal this season from the jump. Get back to Arlington. Now, there are still routes to this being a successful season. Even if you drop this one versus Texas, if you finish the regular season nine and three, if you win a high-profile bowl, you end somewhere between eighteen and twenty-five in the final rankings. You have another ten-win season. You have another top twenty, top twenty-five season. That that is still, I I will never call a season like that a failure at K State. But objective one from the jump has been get back to Arlington, and it's going to take. You know, the Hail Marys of Hail Marys threading, you know, needles through eyes, through bowls. I don't know. Whatever phrase you want to look. It's going to be tough if you don't win this one. This also is going to be the final shot we probably ever get of Texas outside of possible bowl games in the future. After a long run of owning Texas, they've had our number, and it's been the longest winning streak in this series' history. So if we ever want to conjure up much of a comeback when dealing with Longhorns, if we uh, see them out in the wild or deal with them on the internet, you really have to win this one. You don't win this one, um, you're you're really going to have to be squinting. You're going to have to hope that they don't win the Big 12 championship this year. And then you can continue to make fun of their hilarious long run without winning a conference championship. But it's sure going to be easier uh, if we if we get this win. Uh, the theme of Coach Kleiman's press conference and you know the players, I think every player did mention this, was playing meaningful games in November. And I love that. I, I truly do because they do a good job of saying, hey, we're focused on us. We're focused on going 1-0 every single week, every single day, all that type of stuff. But having that self-awareness of how big this game is for the conference championship race and phrasing it like, hey, we want to play big games in November. Um, that, that shows that, hey, they, they at least have an idea of what's going on outside of the building. Uh, even though, hey, it, it is keep the outside noise out, focus on the inside, everything, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I like that they have an awareness of how massive this game is. And then you, you turn it around, you get home game uh, versus Baylor, Fort Riley Day, and then you're ending the season with your two big rivals. Um, where you get to play spoiler for them having better seasons uh, than they thought uh, as you're trying to get to Arlington. Really, you couldn't ask for much more uh, when you looked at the schedule and you're seeing these four games to end it. Um, I mean, I guess you could have. You could have you know, had Oklahoma instead of Texas because they saw – I mean – Look, you know, I, I want to get back to Arlington. I say all that. I would have been fine with a cream puff, easiest possible Big 12 schedule to get there, quite frankly. Um, but you know what? This is going to be fun, too, if we all survive it and we don't 
continue to, you know, be nervous and not able to think about anything else during the entire buildup. I mean, you know, that's that's being a sports fan. Uh, getting into stuff that resembles X's and O's talk. I mean, you guys don't come here for X's and O's. You guys come here for vibes and me just being a nervous fan like you are. Uh, but it's going to be tough moving the ball on Texas. So when we execute plays, we need to make sure we're not leaving any yards on the field. Uh, when you cut up, hey, get what you can. Don't try to, you know, run, you know, east and west. You're not going to outrun Texas. Get the yards that are there for you. Don't leave anything on the table. Uh, also, you know, if there there was, uh, you know, ever a game to protect the ball like crazy, you know, this is this is the one. Uh, Texas, when they get the ball, when they got those interceptions versus BYU, they took off and they were trying to go to the house every time. So really need to protect the ball. On defense, uh, their success rate actually isn't as great as you would think when you compare it to their points per drive and how much they're scoring. They are the, if not the biggest, one of the biggest home run hitting teams in the country. So if you are able to go a little bend but don't break and keep everything in front of you, eventually they will give K-State the chance. They will give us the chance to get a takeaway, to get a third down stop, to keep them out of the end zone. So really avoiding giving up the back-breaking run, the home run throw, that is going to be absolutely massive. Texas is also a great special teams team this year. Uh, don't try to get cute setting up returns. Uh, fair catch the punts. Take the ball at the 25 on kickoffs. I know a lot of folks hate that. I'm sorry. That's just smart. Don't get a penalty. Don't turn the ball over. Don't let their coverage units do their thing. Play it safe. And if you're going to go for a big play on special teams, I think going after their punter, trying to get a block, would be the way to go. And the final thing before we get into the keys to V's, look, this isn't one of the keys to V. Uh, But you need to play with the energy. You need to play with the chip on the shoulder. Do not shrink under the magnifying glass. K-State is deserving of the praise it gets. It is. K-State football is deserving of being mentioned as one of the top programs in the conference. K-State football is deserving to go head-to-head with Texas. Do not let their fans try to pull any bullshit about, oh, tiny little program, no one cares about up in Kansas. Oh, we're the big dogs. We're the most valuable team in college football. We're the most watched team in college football. SEC, SEC. No, fuck that. Sorry, Mom. But seriously, fuck that. K-State football belongs in the same conversation as Texas. Look at how things have been going for the last 35 years. K-State belongs at the national table. Do not let Texas say anything different. Don't let their fans say anything different. In K-State football, the coaches and players need to go into this game with a chip on their shoulder, with swagger, with that villain energy, and just take your cues from Kobe Savage because I know he's going to be bringing it in this game. All right, getting to the picks to click. Or no, we'll get to the keys to V and then the picks to click. Uh, the first one for the keys to V, not just win, but dominate in the red zone. K-State is one of the best teams in the nation when it comes to scoring touchdowns in the red zone and one of the best teams in the nation when it comes to preventing touchdowns in the red zone. Texas is not great at scoring 
touchdowns in the red zone. So if you can have a 100% touchdown rate, if you can keep them to 50 to 40, 30%, you know, if Texas has three chances in the red zone, they're only scoring one touchdown. If K-State has three visits, we're getting three. Folks, it's going to set K-State up to have a great shot at winning this. They're going to get, I mean, look, I'm not predicting 21 to 13. I'm not predicting that. There's going to be big plays in this game. But if you give yourself a shot by dominating in the red zone, that's going to swing things in your favor greatly. Number two, get the quarterback running game going. Texas has a great defense. They have a great run defense. They struggled with Dylan Gabriel running the ball in Texas's lone loss this season. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Avery. I don't know if it's going to be Will. Honestly, I think it's probably going to have to be Will Howard because uh, if Avery comes in, that's where their eyes are going to go. If Avery plays, and and I don't know if he is. We might see Will Howard wire to wire. But if Avery plays, I actually think, hey, that's going to be getting the running backs involved, him pitching and catching the ball around. Uh, Because I think they're going to be keying in on the quarterback run when he's out there. But I think Will Howard, hey, go for a buck 50 and two touchdowns on the ground. Have a big game because Oklahoma is gettable in the quarterback run game. So that's going to be key to V number two. Number three, win the field position battle. Uh, Texas, great in coverage, great in the return game. So when the time comes that we're going to have to punt. When the time comes that they are punting to us, don't do anything stupid. Uh, when we're returning the ball and even on kickoffs, I know folks hate it so much. We're so used to you know getting returns. Call fair catch. Be smart. Don't do anything dumb. Don't get a penalty trying to get a return. If you want to make a big play, let's go block a punt. When we're punting, get off the gunners. Get down there. Break down. Stay position sound. And don't give up the big return on kickoff or on punts. And then again, maybe maybe take care of the ball and also maybe get a couple turnovers because that's a big-time player in field position as well. Number four, force Texas to grind on offense. Force Murphy to grind the ball down the field. It opens up the opportunities to turn them over. It opens up opportunities to get them uh, get a third down stop, and it gets them opportunities to stay out of the end zone, making them settle for three. Don't give up those big plays. Force them to matriculate the ball down the field. Uh, and if you do those four things, I think we're going to win. Again, the four keys to uh, V, dominate the red zone, get the quarterback run game going, win the field position battle, and force Texas to grind it out on offense. Uh, my two picks to click, I got Khalid Duke. I think it's going to be so important to get pressure on Murphy. And I think it's going to be important to do that while avoiding the big-time blitz. You know, if, if you're blitzing a ton, that opens up the ability for the long play. I'm not saying rush three every time, but, you know, rush four, rush five. But I think Khalid Duke, if he's able to get back there, get some quarterback hits, get a sack or two, that's really going to allow the secondary the ability to make some plays. Then I also have Ben Sennett. He only had one catch last week after bouncing back from an injury. We need him to step up and be one of the big pass-catching options for Will Howard, for Avery Johnson, whoever's playing quarterback. 
Um, and, and I think it's going to be important that he does that because that's going to open things up on the outside. It's going to open up things for the running backs to flare out on uh, some running back uh, pass game stuff. I think that's going to be massively important. So I got Khalid Duke and Ben Sennett for picks to click. Let's get into game predictions again. Uh, look, I, I can predict a lot of things. Sometimes I'm wrong, but I'm never wrong when I tell you to go to Manhattan Brewing Company, get a couple pints, get a couple four-packs, get a couple crowlers. Every time you go to Manhattan, find the Bosco's Boys sticker and send it to me. You might just get a prize. Be polite. Tell your local liquor store you want Manhattan Brewing Company. Folks, uh, I can't wait to get in there and have, oh, man, all of them. Honestly, it's all just so great. I love Manhattan Brewing Company. Best brewery in the state of Kansas. If you're in Lawrence, go check them out on Sunday. They're at Beers on the Caw Beer Festival. All right, Big 12 games. Last week, both the Boneheads and I went 11-4, trading off games we disagreed on. I'm sitting one game in front of the Boneheads, 78-42. The Boneheads, 77-43. All right, we got Lone Star Thursday night, TCU at Texas Tech. Uh, Boneheads and I are going with Texas Tech, 72%. Not a lot of confidence in TCU at the moment. Uh, We'll see what happens there. That will be a good game. I, I I am excited to watch that one. The final bedlam maybe ever, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. The Boneheads riding hard with Oklahoma State. I want Oklahoma State to win, I think. I haven't dove deep enough into any of the uh, tiebreakers. Um, But I have Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma gets it done. Houston at Baylor. Uh, Look, both of them are reeling. I shouldn't feel confident in this. I'm going with Baylor. Uh, the Boneheads conflicted, 56% going with Baylor. I have no idea what to expect in that one. Uh, battle for the bottom, an AAC reunion. UCF at Cincinnati. Uh, I have UCF. Boneheads have UCF. Uh, I mean, just a gross game. Um, Boneheads have Iowa State in the Big 8 battle hosting Kansas. I mean... Uh, I'm going with Iowa State, but that's going to be a super close game. That's going to be a super close game. I'll be watching it as I'm packing for Las Vegas. Uh, we got the Culture Clash, BYU at West Virginia. Biggest uh, non-K-State game vote, Boneheads, West Virginia 90%. I'm going with that as well. Um, West Virginia needs that to make a bowl. Um, they lose that one, they're in trouble. Notre Dame at Clemson. Things are not good in Clemson, South Carolina. Dabo Sweeney just melting down during his coaching show. Uh, look it up. Uh, I have Notre Dame, so do the Boneheads. Nebraska at Michigan State. The Big Ten West is so ass. Nebraska is bidding to get to the Big Ten championship game, and they're going to beat Michigan State. What a shit show Michigan State has been. Boneheads and me are riding with the Corn Huskers. This is USC's last stand, maybe Lincoln Riley's last stand for the year. Washington coming to town. Boneheads have Washington 88%. So do I. And I think that the meltdown inside the USC locker room will be pretty epic after that one. UCLA at Arizona. I told everyone, look, I was I, I was I told everyone it could happen. I didn't predict it to happen. Uh, but I but I said Arizona can get can get that game last week, and they did. Uh, I'm going with UCLA, though, because the the Boneheads have Arizona. We've been agreeing too much. 
Uh, so I'm going with UCLA in that one. And I'm going with LSU at Alabama. LSU was my preseason pick for the national championship. They had two early losses. Um, I've been saying this is Nick Saban's worst team since he showed up. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to get this wrong. The Boneheads are going to take the lead this week. Uh, but I'm going with LSU. The Boneheads have Alabama. That's right. I have Nick Saban losing two home games this uh, year. Army at Air Force. I love uh, talking about the service academies. Air Force could be playing in a New Year's Six Bowl game, still undefeated. Boneheads have Air Force, 84%. So do I. Boise State going to the Valley to play Fresno State. Boneheads have Fresno, 56%. I'm going with Boise State. Again, uh, I'm taking the underdogs. Uh, Y'all are taking all the favorites. You guys are going chalk for the most part. Uh, So this might be the week you guys overtake me. UTSA at North Texas. I have the UTSA Roadrunners, 63%. uh, Or you guys have them, 63%. I have them, 100%. And then finally, the Chisholm Trail Rivalry. Boneheads, a nice 93% on K-State. And look, uh, Texas is the best team that uh, we have faced. It's going to be the best team we play this year. Um, we're not great on the road. And the last two weeks, I've picked the K-State's opponent to cover. The line is currently at four and a half points for Texas. So I am going to pick Texas 27 to 20. Uh, because, look, we, we have a little karma thing going on here. I, I, I've been picking K-State not to cover, um, which historically they've been great at under Chris Kleiman. Um, So to keep things going, I am going to pick Texas by seven. Let's hope I continue to be wrong on these score spreads. Uh, But that's all we have. It's going to be a wild week. I already can't wait for it. Tonight, as you guys are listening to this, we got K-State versus Emporia State in the exhibition game. That is going to take the place of the live show. Um, So you'll hear my recap of the... Uh, exhibition game and then on friday you'll hear a conversation between me and ksu underscore fan aka jimmy i haven't recorded it yet i have no clue how long it's going to be depending on how long it runs it might just be a scott and jimmy episode and no whip around just us two Uh, so stay tuned but jimmy's the best in the world so uh you know you're going to want to listen to that so that's all i have for the boneheads for chauncey the best dog in the world we love you guys and go cats. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Fight, 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 glory.
Network.